before we get started today, I wanted to send a shout out to friend of the show, Jay Fratt, who tweeted me a picture yesterday. And uh, I just wanted to give him a shout out here. He says, I'll just leave this here. And then it's a screenshot that says old mortgage number of months left 317 new mortgage number of months left 240 months off of loan 77. Think about that. 77 house payments gone. Years off loan, 6.4. Total savings, $206,906.53. That's worth repeating. $206,906.53. This is what Jay saved at SaveWithConrad.com. He made sure to put in the tweet, Oh, by the way, my monthly payments went up a whopping $13. Thank you to Larry, Jennifer, Philip, and the entire team for making this decision super easy to go through. Cannot recommend looking into this info enough. So there you go. Savewithconrad.com. Save Jay and his family $206,906. And in order to save that money and cut 77 payments off of his loan, he's paying 13 extra dollars a month. Step one is to go to savewithconrad.com. Step two is to do a quick application, either online or over the phone. And step three is for us to give you three or four different money-saving ideas. And once you finish step four and pick the right option for you, you're off to the races. It really is that easy. This is a real life example of someone who listens to this show and then went to savewithconrad.com to take my challenge. Find out how much money you can save for free. It's no cost. It's no obligation. And you don't need perfect credit. So why wouldn't you do this? And oh, by the way, we're licensed in more than 40 states, so we can help more families than ever before. So even if you've taken a look once upon a time into refinancing, it's worth another look right now. It was worth nearly 207 grand to Jay. Find out how much money you can save right now at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? You won't have to make your payment in July or August. You're done until September 1st. And come September, you've got a better mortgage. Get out of debt now. Keep more of your own money. Go to SaveWithConrad.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crockett for Starcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, the Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tactics, Turner, Bond, Mid-South Joint World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony and Friends North, they win, look, Shivani's back again, World Title Split, Off Center Stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and The Crow, Russo, Arquette, Champ, Vinny, Mac, Simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch a long try not to laugh, lowest rules, cat back. This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Ziggs a good looking man. Quondike Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. What happened when? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring. And here's your co-host, hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With a very confused voice of your childhood, 
Tony Schiavone. Tony, what day is it? How are you? Are you well? What's your hair looking like? How's it hanging? Huh? How are your family in them? Um, yeah. Hold on. <clears throat> Little swig of the monster. Uh, zero sugar max. <sighs> That's disgusting. Hey, what's up, Conrad Thompson? Man, I'm excited to be here with you. We're watching some old ECW today. This is from uh, one of the more underrated shows ever. No, it's not an ECW pay-per-view. It was an ECW arena show that I think they sold on VHS, but they certainly aired clips on television and woo, woo, this is perhaps ECW at its best, at least for me, one of my highlights of my fandom from 1997. And I'm excited to share it with you, Tony, because you've never seen it, right? I've never seen it. And I'm excited to see Taz in action because I know we're going to see Taz in action. And as, as you know, by now, Conrad, uh, Taz and I have, uh, developed a bond. We are very, very close. We both love to shit on Dave Silva. Sure. Which is not hard to do. No. Uh, so I just, uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I know we're going to see something from the Dudley boys. I know Tommy dreamer is going to be on there. I, is Paulie going to be on there? You know, I'm not sure, but there will be some surprises. I think you're going to dig it. I'm pretty excited for you to watch this show with me. Okay. I, I'm excited too. I just, I'm excited to see, uh, when Paulie used to not be a, a fat piece of shit like he is now. I just think that, why, why, uh, are, you, why are you piling on Paulie right now? You know, he's had a rough week here. Why, why are you doing that? I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry. He's, he's still got a job. Well, yeah. Well, then he hasn't had a rough week. Well, I'm pretty sure he's making a little less money. I mean, I don't know that, but yeah, you have a performer's contract and then, a, oh yeah, you write raw contract and. I don't know. Can we be nice to him? Maybe I'm trying to do some things and you're, you're fucking up my plans. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can be nice. I, listen, I like, there you go. Walk it back. Uh, Walk it back. I, I like Taz and, um, well, no, we don't have to like Taz. Hey, uh, did you ever think about perhaps if Mongo and Taz had a baby, it would be Matt Coon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. You know, Tony, you talk a lot on the show about your connection with biggity bug and how he's your main man. He's your best friend. And I hope that everybody has a dog like that. I know I did when I was growing up and my mom has one and it's her baby. Now it's a golden doodle that my mom just pampers. Anyway, when it came time to give my mom a present that I knew she would really cherish, not just, you know, roses or a dinner out, but something that is going to have long lasting memories. I thought of that damn golden doodle and paintyourlife.com has made me a hero. Let me tell you when my mom opened up that painting, she teared up. This is a truly special opportunity to give a really meaningful gift. If you go to paintyourlife.com, here's how it works. You get a professional hand painted portrait created from any photo, all at a truly affordable price. You'll choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. And by the way, the user-friendly platform lets you order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. It's that quick. It's that easy. And you get this hand-painted portrait in just about three weeks. And you can send any picture or even combine photos. 
maybe like me, use a cherished pet or maybe a special place or family or children, even yourself. This is an awesome gift for birthdays, anniversaries, Father's Day. It's meaningful. It's personal. And it'll be cherished forever. And it's not just something I've given my mom. You've heard me on the show. I actually have one of these myself hanging in my dining room. It was a present to me for my birthday last year. It's outstanding. It's of me and my wife. And it's just such a cool thing to know that this was all done by hand. And it all came from a photo that we actually had on our phone and a paint your There's no risk. Think about that. There's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded guaranteed. And right now is a limited time offer. You get 20% off your painting. That's right. 20% off and free shipping to get this special offer. Just text the word when W H E N to 64,000 that's when to 64,000 text the word win to 64,000 paint your life celebrate the moments that matter most fire up your WWE network go to in ring and uh, click ECW go to hardcore TV and I want you to find June 10th 1997 and we're going to do something different here today Tony because we're not just going to watch this 47 minute episode and call that a day here on what happened when we're going to watch this week and the following week so we're going to do two separate watch alongs in this one episode it's a WHW super show. It's a double header. It's Welcome a- to the double header. Thanks for being with us on this Memorial day weekend. I know it's not Memorial day weekend, but that's the way it used to be in baseball. They would have double headers on Memorial day. weekend. It's almost like when you go to, uh, or back when people actually went to subway and you'd say, Hey, give me double meat. And that's what we're bringing you today. Double meat. And this is mm-hmm. really. I have a good authority. The only time you've ever been able to bring double meat, right? Where's the good authority? Lois. That's good authority. I mean, good enough to get all of your money for 40 years. (laughs) Every bit. (laughs) I like, I like that you're on an allowance now. Anyway, I know I, I am on an allowance and, and I don't mind. Uh, it, I was, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. Well, you were talking about your allowance. Oh, all right. Oh, no, I, from that. no, I wanted, I wanted to, if I could make a, make a stand here. Oh no. Uh, yeah. It has nothing to do with wrestling. Oh, I can't wait. I'm ready for this. I've been ready. It has. Okay. It has to do with baseball. Oh, not ready for that. Okay. I worked in baseball for many years, started in baseball. Uh, 11 years of my life was working with the Atlanta Braves AAA team, and I'm done with that now. Thank God there's no baseball going on. I would be broke right now. And before that, I worked in baseball for many years prior to wrestling. I have never been so disgusted in my life about being a baseball fan as I am right now. Everybody's got a plan, NHL, even fucking hockey, NBA, NFL, of course, they run the world, so they don't matter. I know college has a plan. Baseball, are st- they're still up in New York on Park Avenue measuring their dicks is what they're doing. And I'm telling you, and I, you know, our good friend Rafi that works for. Uh, yeah, I love him. Yeah, one of the great guys of all time. He used to play college baseball, and he's a baseball guy like me, and he and I are the same way. We're both saying, the hell with baseball. We're not going to watch it. I'm done with it. And I've got friends in the business. I'm done with baseball. I'm absolutely, if I want to get my baseball fix, I'm going to go to YouTube, go to MLB network and watch their vintage games. Fuck them. That's that. Well, Hey, since we're taking stands and talking about things happening in in the world right now, can we also say fuck racism? Is that fair? 
Oh my God. Yes. You know, we, I, we, I, we, I need to say this, that I, and I may, I may have mentioned it last week. Tony Khan is such a, a wonderful young man. And, uh, uh, kudos to his parents for, for bringing up a guy with such great moral values. Uh, he had a, a, a great team meeting when all this went down and he had everybody talk, anybody that wanted to talk and their feelings on, on what was going on in the world. And I, and I think being a part of AEW and we are so inclusive, it's just, it's just a wonderful feeling. And he leads it. And, and I agree with that. Just, just fuck racism. I, I brought up this story and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get very serious right now for a second. I, I brought up this story about what happened to me years ago and was, this was my first foray into racism. And it, it happened when I was older, I was in high school just because when, when I grew up, we, when I grew up in a very white community, uh, there were some blacks in the community, but it was mostly a very white community and everybody got along with everybody. We did. We got along with everybody. When I went to high school, I started, uh, I started, uh, making friends with a lot of black kids. Because we were all, it's just, you know, small country type town. And I had a really good friend, Ronnie Hill, who was the, the quarterback on our football team. And I brought this, in our team meeting with AEW, I brought this up. I had a good friend of mine, Ronnie Hill, who was a black kid on the, he was on the football team. I was a junior in high school and he was a senior in high school. My dad had passed away when I was a sophomore. And so uh, we, uh, I wanted Ronnie to come spend the night. And mom wouldn't let him. And I asked mom, why can't Ronnie? She said, I don't want a black guy in my house. Oh. And that was, that was the, that was the first time it ever hit me. Right. And my mom wasn't a bad person. She was a good lady, but she grew up in a different era. And they, that, and, and I can't, and I, I'm not saying that to, to, uh, knock on my mom who's been dead since 1990. I'm just saying that it opened my eyes to, man, something's wrong with the world when we can't include everybody regardless yeah. of their skin color or even now in this, in this day and age or sexual orientation. Uh, so that, that hit me and, uh, to further the story, uh, my, uh, connection with Ronnie Hill, uh, during these times has been very close because Ronnie also, uh, here in the Atlanta area was a football coach. He, uh, oddly enough, we both moved to the Atlanta area. Hmm. He was a football coach at, uh, one of the high schools in Sandy Springs. And back at the end of March, he got the coronavirus and died. Oh, so this all this what's going on today has hit me close when it goes when it uh, has to do with Ronnie Hill. And uh, I remember that happening. I, I do also remember when Mom said that. I remember thinking that if I ever have kids, I'm never going to be like that with my kids. Yeah. And, well, uh, that's, so that's so anyway, point. I agree. You know, you say fuck. I said fuck baseball. We say you know the hell with racism. Fuck that. Uh, and I think we're, we're all inclusive here. Well, the, the point you were making maybe it wasn't explicit, but racism is, uh, is taught, you know, it's not something that, you know, you said, Oh, when I was a kid, I had white friends and black friends. I think all of us did. And then, uh, somewhere along the way you, you experience other people behaving this way. And I don't know, we've just got to learn to do better. And, uh, I'm glad that, you know, maybe some, some positive change will come out of this crazy batshit wild year um yeah and i hate that more bad stuff had to happen to get us here but yeah. I'm, I'm encouraged that maybe we're we're on the right track to real positive change and as a rule we don't talk about politics or religion we we do uh i do want to mention that we've uh, we've put a lot of these shows in the can so a lot of these shows 
we actually record ahead of time. Uh, and, uh, we're not always topical when we're covering current events, but right now, while I had you and I together present day, I thought it was probably a, a fair time to make a statement about the nonsense that, that has gone on for too long. It's terrible. And it's terrible that, uh, it's terrible that radios that radio talk shows and cable TV on both sides of the aisle have to flame the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the fire at of racism and, uh, discord. And it's, uh, in many ways, I feel like it's a terrible time to be alive. I do. Uh, and, but in many ways I feel like it's pretty good time to be alive because there are very good. And that's the thing about it, there are good people out there. There are good people out there on both sides of the aisle. There really are. And, and I think sometimes we are only shown the negative and the bad and that can, that, you know, starts, uh, heated arguments and even more racism and more violence. And it's just, it's terrible. And, uh, yeah, we need some positivity. We need, you need to give the benefit of the doubt. How about, you know, just do some peace and love. Be fucking nice. Love everybody, man. Love everybody. Well, except for Tony Schiavone. Fuck. No, no. Love me. As a matter of fact, can I do it from a distance? If it wasn't bath day, I don't know that I'm ready. Well, I've changed. I know I'm busting balls. Lord have mercy. I, I, I take a bath now once every two weeks. <laughs> it's, the day before I knew I'm going to see Tony Khan, I get lathered up real good. I need to smell fresh for the boss. And then I'm back to stinky Jones. Exactly. Stinky Jones. Tony, I know you're excited about this one. We've talked about it here on the show recently, and now you're a believer. You're rocking magic spoon. Here's what we're talking about. Growing up, Tony, and you and I've talked about this before. One of the best parts of being a kid was a big old bowl of cereal. And then you get older and you learn what was in all that cereal. And you start to think, I might not should be eating that. And now everybody's talking about how they need to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food. And then you realize, man, I can't really eat anything anymore. Unless you go to magic spoon. Check this out. We're talking zero sugar, zero, 12 grams of protein and only three net carbs in each serving. And I know what you're thinking when you hear that, you're like, yeah, but what's it taste like? It tastes amazing. It's honestly too good to be true. And that's why they call it magic spoon. Check this out. It comes in four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. This is the real deal. It's keto friendly. It's gluten-free. It's grain free. It's soy free. It's low carb. It's GMO free. How do you miss this opportunity? It tastes great. And it's not bad for you, man. I like the cocoa. I even dig the, uh, the fruity. I know you like the frosted. My wife rocks the blueberry. Everybody I know who's tried magic spoon is blown away that it tastes this good. And it's zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, three net carbs. Are you kidding? Go to magicspoon.com forward slash WHW and grab yourself a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code WHW at checkout. And you're going to get free shipping too. And by the way, these folks at magic spoon are so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. Check this out. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's how awesome this stuff is. Check it out. It's magicspoon.com slash WHW and use that promo code WHW to get the free shipping. And we thank magic spoon for sponsoring the podcast, but most importantly, I want to thank them for making cereal. So damn awesome. And uh, I don't get in trouble with the wife. Check it out. Magicspoon.com forward slash WHW get that variety pack, cocoa, fruity, frosted, blueberry. Come on. It's magic spoon.com slash WHW. And the promo code is WHW.
June 10th, 1997 at CCW's hardcore TV. We got, uh, we got Lois wandering around somewhere. She's always wandering and let's bring her in the, the sunshine of my life. Oh, you are the sunshine of my life. Please don't do that. That's why I'll always be around. This is bad. This is not good. You are the apple of my eye. Stop. You're embarrassing us. I thought I, I thought I was pretty good. I thought I was right. Anyway, here is Lois Shimani. Stevie Wonder, you're not. Three, two, one, play. Track it. Tell me that crowd doesn't look like they know how to have a good time. Yeah, they are ready, buddy. They are part of the show. They know it and they love what they're getting ready to see. I love that, you know, they created, you know, like their own little subculture. I mean, this was really a cult here amongst ECW fans and this cult would get together once a month. And oh, who the fuck is this? It's your man, Lance. And he's, uh, he's with, uh, the eliminators. What do you think Hmm. he's saying right here? Okay. I'm standing by with Perry Saturn and a guy behind me who I have no idea who the fuck he is. I ain't talking. What do you want me? Okay, I'll talk. Fuck it. I got a belt. I ain't talking. I'm talking. I'm one of those guys that can stand in the front yard, count the chickens in the back. Because I'm Perry Saturn. That's right. You want to break my fucking leg? You want to pull out one of these earrings? <laughs> See the earring on the right? You want to pull that? How about the earring on the left? You want to try to pull that? You want to try to castrate me? Huh? Why don't you try to grab me by my uncircumcised turkey gobbler? Speaking of uncircumcised turkey gobblers, take a look down there. Take a look at that leg. And let's go to Joey Styles. How about Joe? By the way, the guy that you forget, we uh, we named him Daryl once upon a time when we watched Barely Legal. But his real name is John Cronus. And he's a big boy who could move. And speaking of big boys, he was a big time talent. Uh, Rick Rude in ECW. I bet you didn't even know that happened, huh? No, no. This is this is a very very surprising to see him here. Is he going to be uh, Joey's color guy here with this yeah. show? Yeah, he does yeah. some commentary. We saw him at Barely Legal, which also happened in '97 back in April. It was the big payoff for the situation with Shane Douglas and the Riot Squad. But now he's joining Joey Styles, and they're hyping up Wrestle Palooza, and uh, this is going to be quite the show. The story, by the way, is Cronus has hurt his leg. Uh, even though the Eliminators are the tag team champions, so we got to do mm. something. Let's track this Dudley Boys promo. Mm. Absolutely, perfectly straight. Joey, I've got no styles, is going to do the pelvic thrust that I made famous, oh, so many years ago. <laughs> I would, and I should. But we have more important business to attend to. Namely, the fact that I am here a few miles, one short cab ride, or one minor carjacking incident away from the ECW arena. Standing beside me, the humongously phallic big dick Dudley, put that rock down, Hugo, 
and his half-brothers, the former and future ECW Tag Team Heavyweight Champions of the World, Devon and Bubba Ray, the Dudley Boys. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I have compassion for Brother Perry Saturn. Blessed is he who risked life, limb, and salvation to cast the Dudley Boys into total elimination. Yeah. Total elimination. Yeah. Total elimination. <laughs> uh, total elimination. Too bad you boys can't hit your move. <laughs> Perry Saturn, <laughs> you about as useless as a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. <laughs> come to think of it, that's exactly what you are, boy. Useless. Because come time when we step in the ring, the Dudley boys, we're going to hand your asses to you, and we're going to take those belts back for the second time. Big Dick, go steal us a Buick. Gertner, close this up. Let's get out of here. <clears throat> Thank you for watching the extremely championship-bound Dudleys. We now return you to the more mundane portion of this program. So what did you think of uh, the Dudley Boy promo? I thought Devon cut a hell of a promo. And I was only, you know, I only remember uh, Bubba Ray cutting the promos. But Devon, man, even though he had the Dollar General uh, glasses on, he looked tremendous. I loved it. And I loved how they closed it when they say, go steal us a Buick, Big Dick. <laughs> I love Big Dick's job is literally just sit over there and go. That's <laughs> it. By the way, Raven coming out here, you see a sign over the, uh, Ooh, little, little hookie who here, uh, the, uh, the sign in the crowd says, we'll miss you Raven. And the two S's were dollar signs. Oh, we got to track this. This is the open. Oh no, they fucking ruined it. Well, this was a oh. Rob zombie song. Okay. Uh, intro and it was just outstanding. It was the old Thunderkiss 65 or white zombie rather. Anyway, the sign over Raven's head says we'll miss you because it's leaked out to the smart fans here that Raven has now inked a deal to go to WCW and this is his final shot. Uh, so did they boo his ass? Like they, uh, they booed uh, Taz that time we saw him. They're going to boo a lot of people. They're going to say you sold out, et cetera, et cetera. Cause they know he's going to greener pastures. His <laughs> opponent tonight will be his longtime rival. Since they were in school together, where they both had crushes on Beulah McGillicuddy. Yikes! It's uh, Tommy Dreamer. And Tommy Ooh. Dreamer tries he might. He's never been able to beat Raven. He's wrestled Raven 4,000 times and never beaten him. Every kind of gimmick match. Ladders, tables, chairs, cages. Oh, my. And here she comes. Beulah McGillicuddy walking with her man, Tommy Dreamer. Of course, she would reveal in a prior ECW episode that she was pregnant. Mm. Um, anyway, and they are still married Were they married at this time. No, but okay. yes, they did get married and had some right. kids. And I think those kids made some cameos on the Sopranos and, uh, yeah, they've had a really cool life together and, and he's obviously ECW royalty and he's going to take on Raven and Raven is with chastity who you may remember from, uh, WCW. Uh, I think once she hit in WCW, it came out that. 
she may or may not have participated in an adult film with Jules Jordan. And, uh, the name of that film was live bait and it caught on and became a big seller amongst wrestling fans who were little pervy assholes like Clint from Hershey Hmm. and me. Hmm. You, uh, you, who's the, who's the ring announcer here? That's Bob Ortiz. Bob Ortiz. He is an Ortiz. How about Tommy dreamer pulling the pants out of his butt crack there? Right on, Mm -hmm. right on camera. Yeah, baby. Let's see. Uh, you want to track this or you got to Yeah, comment? let's track it. Yeah, go ahead. So Ravens finishing up the intro. Lo- notice all the ringside photographers. ECW is getting a lot of buzz and they know that the, uh, wrestling war or wrestling is heating up again. The magazines are in full swing and there are a ton of photographers ringside for this one. Mm. Gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce the stunning and Where are you at on Beulah McGillicuddy? Oh, so I think she's awesome. Uh, but I guess she's not getting in the ring because she's pregnant, right? Well, no, she's not pregnant at this point. Okay. I mean, it All was right. just an angle. It was just a gimmick. It was a ha ha. It was wrestling. Okay. I got it. But I'm, I'm surprised they didn't let her get in the ring. I mean, she's beautiful, right? Let her get in the ring and everybody see her. I don't get it. Maybe Tommy didn't want her in the ring. Anyway, that's just my feeling. I, I, I do. And I will say this on a personal note, love Tommy dreamer as a, as a, as a person. He and I do text, uh, not on a regular basis, but, uh, any, you know, he's a, he's a big uh, dog person. And anytime one of my dogs pass away, I always hear from Tommy and he's just a, a good guy, man. And, uh, certainly a legend. I wish, uh, I wish there was more Tommy dreamer in my life right now. Well, in other words, could... I wish, I, I wish I could talk to him a little bit more because I always respected his opinions on the business. Well, why don't you call him? I will. I'll, I'll send him a text, ask him how he's doing. I think you're going to like this match. So process what we're talking about here. This is the culmination of a multi-year long angle here where tries they might. And you see them brawling all the way out towards the front. I mean, that's the front entrance of the ECW arena right there at the corner of Swanson and Rittner. Mm. This is what made ECW live show such an experience. Yes. From certain angles of the building, you couldn't see shit, but when they brought the action to you, I mean, it was a special feel. Yeah. I get that. There's, you're not going to have anybody snatch a side headlock on this show. No. Well, in fairness, this is a, I mean, if you had a nemesis of many, many years, would you be like, oh man, I'm going to do a Greco Roman knuckle lock? No, no, exactly. And there is something to be said for this, not this, not really being pro wrestling as we knew it back in the day, this was an entirely different product. It had a ring. It had an announcement. It had a referee and a bell, but that's where the similarities kind of stops. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's so many times this match don't count. <laughs> and then I love that sign. fucking sign. <laughs> I love that sign. We need to sit, when we get back to normal. Yeah. We need uh fans at an AEW show to bring a this match don't count sign just to see yeah. if, if Tony will reference it. Yeah. I will. I'm sure you will. You'll say, you know, JR, unlike that sign in the crowd says, this match does indeed count. <laughs> hmm. You know what? And it it would not be bad for us 
as announcers. What the fuck? Wouldn't that be bad for us announcers, dude? And, you know, we do some referencing, some old school referencing, as you know. I mean, I'm, sure. I mentioned somebody kicked Bruiser. Somebody kicked somebody in the back of the head, and I said that was a Bruiser Brody stomp. And, you know, JR's brought up some guys. It wouldn't be bad for us to drop ECW now and then. But ECW is a product and owned by the WWE, so That's correct. I think we I think we stay away from that. And we, what the fuck, right? Uh, uh, what? Uh, you don't think we should reference it? Well, I, mean, I think you should do whatever Tony says. Well, the good news about doing whatever Tony says is he lets us do our own thing right. normally, and that's one of the great things about working for him. That's exactly he does, right, Jr. He, yeah, he does. He does talk in my ear some, which I appreciate. He, he keeps me on point as far as oh, he's you know, producing the announcers, sort of like we've heard that uh, Vince did for years. Nothing like that. Well, you, well, what did Vince say in your ear back in the day? Nothing. Well, then what do you say? Nothing like that. Nothing like what's going on today. Oh well, what are the, what is he saying today? What does Vince say when he produces announcers today? I uh, I I don't know, but I've just heard the stories. Look up on top there, would you? There's my girl. How about we, just, we had Beulah McGillicuddy strutting, strutting that ass, and you, you didn't say shit. But there's like I, I, the most casual view of Francine. Mm-hmm. You have a fucking meltdown. I said, you said, where are you with Beulah? I, I think she's gorgeous, sensational. What else you want me to say? I don't know. More. Want me to sit over here and whack off when I see her or something? Could you, if you do that, will you turn your camera on? No, I will not. Why not? I will not. Even though... I know, God, even though not only do I have a camera, I have lights now. What? Yeah. You, you sent me some lights. You remember? Years I did. Ago? Yeah. Okay. But my daughter also said, you can get these lights that you can, uh, when my daughter is, she's really running my business now. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't believe it. So she said, you can get these lights that you can, uh, hook onto your desk. These, and they illuminate. So I got a couple of them for a little bit of nothing. And man, I've got lights, camera. Action. Action. Well, you ain't got no action, but you got lots of camera. Mm-hmm. How about yeah, the way that table broke? How about the way those boobs are just sitting right there? What, Shane Douglas? Nope. Two he's left. I think it's his right, but whatever. Yes. To my left. Yeah. Camera left. Shane's right. Got it. Were you excited uh, about Ooh. Raven coming in? You knew Raven from his, his first WCW run, right? Yeah, I sure was. I mean, Raven and I were buddies. Even before he came back here in 97, like way back when, when he was Flamingo, that's still. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we talk, he's a very engaging guy. Discussed, uh, uh, discussed the, uh, comic books a lot. Although he's not really that much into comic books anymore. Cause I asked him, I said, Hey, did you see the, uh, and I want to thank Mike Dawkins for sending me the, the, uh, the DVD of Swamp Thing. And I, I told him, I, I told Raven, I, when I saw him, I said, did you see that Swamp Thing is going to be on DC Universe? He said, yeah, I'm not interested. I think, fuck, you're the guy who got me into Swamp Thing. You motherfucker. Yeah. He is. He well, got me into Swamp Thing. I got a Swamp Thing uh, in the Batcave here statue. But don't talk about Lois like that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's your fucking wife. Have some respect. Oh. Hey, sweetie, what's for dinner? Okay, that'll be good. Do you want to tell, have we told the story here on the show that your wife really mm. enjoys 
cooking sausages like kielbasas and things like that. Yes, so, she used to. And so mm-hmm. when when she was making family dinners for the whole fam and and, and your whole clan of thirty eight children, you bought her buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she'd make these sausages, and yes. the kids loved it. And to oh, the yeah. point that the kids would even request it, but she had a different way of introducing the kielbasa to the family, right? Yes, she did. As a matter of fact, they would, uh, they, their kielbasa, kielbasa and, um, macaroni and cheese were like their favorites. Some applesauce. That was always a good meal. And it was a quick meal. But, you have five, five kids, right? But tell me about, you know, how the kids fell in love with it. Mom, what's for dinner tonight? And she would say, donkey dicks. And I would say, Lois, these are, I mean, Children. we're talking about kids who are in elementary school and maybe one kid in middle school or whatever. I said, they're going to go back and, and tell their friends that they're having donkey dicks for dinner. <laughs> and she said, oh, I'm just kidding. Okay. So. Fast forward to the current state of affair in the Shivani family. When you ask our grandson, Jackson, what's one of your favorite meals? He says, donkey dicks. And I went, good God. It's a hand-me-down. It's tough. So see, she's, she not only has corrupted five kids, she's uh, corrupt. She's corrupting grandkids. And if my little, my little grandson, Noah, or my little granddaughter, Madeline, are both a year old now, come out and call kielbasa donkey dicks, then we got a problem. Wasn't there an old beef campaign that says beef? It's what's for dinner. <laughs> well, I feel I like <laughs> <laughs> we've got to have one, Tony. We do donkey dicks. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> picture of a jackass with a cloud above him with a question mark. Like what? My goodness. Mm. Mm. Donkey dicks. Hey, they finally got back in the ring. That's pretty cool. Isn't it? I mean, they, that was cool. That was cool. They, like you talked about, they started on the outside and they worked their way back in, man. Well, cause they want everybody to be able to see the finish, right? Yeah. And staggering selling. Would you rather wrestle in a t-shirt? And karate pants or jean shorts and a cutoff t-shirt. Uh, you'd never, you, I, you, years ago when I was, before I knew better, when I was younger, I had jean shorts, but you would never catch me in jean shorts at all. Ever. You would never catch me in jorts. I think it's the, I think it's the stupidest look in the world. There are many great khaki shorts out there. That you can buy and even colored shorts. And I bought a lot of colored shorts lately. Hey, can't use that kind of language. Okay. Uh, I, I bought shorts of many different hues. <laughs> he went hues. That's tremendous <laughs> of all the ways you can look at this onto the chair, onto oh. the chair. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> That's and he kicked out of it. Of course he did. <laughs> By the way, the guy on the outside, who's also in Raven's flock here with the floppy hat, that's lupus. <laughs> of course it is. Where's leukemia? Oh, lupus. And he, he has had that finger up the nose the entire day. I just let a great joke go by, but I wanted to avoid the hate tweets. Okay. 
You're gonna you're gonna get hate tweets anyway. Don't you realize that? Yeah, but I'm I'm trying to do better on some of my mm-hmm. meanness. Like I've said in many of the stage shows, the one great great thing about Twitter, there's a lot of bad things about. Look at this. He one, hit him with the sign, but the sign didn't move. What in oh the my world? God. Look, do not no. enter. Isn't that Got great? It. Send a pile driver. Would you let Tommy Dreamer give you a pile driver today in 2020? No. Although he, he knows how to protect you. Of course he does, but you got that gimmick neck now. Oh, here comes lupus. He ain't lupus, here for this shit. Lupus saved him. What? I'm going to track it. Did when Tommy fought Raymond for the second time at hostile city showdown 95. What's Beulah going to do? DDT. I love it. How about Beulah getting in the ring? Just like you asked for Had a girl. And now Tommy gets a nut shot. One, two, oh, Tommy two. Oh, kicked out. Pretty damn good match to start things. Wouldn't you agree? Look at everybody standing. As Raven goes after Beulah in the corner, track it. I keep we teasing are... the big roll-ups and here comes chastity. Oh, spraying Tommy in the face drop kick from Raven onto Tommy with the cover kick out and Beulah ain't having it. Guess what's coming. Tony, you ready? Oh my God. The fans now about to see some mm-hmm. booty cheeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact is if you knock, if you go kick out of a nut shot, spraying the face ain't gonna get you. I like the cutoff shorts on her. I don't know why you hate that look. I think it's a good look. I was talking about for guys. Oh, well, you didn't say. Okay. For guys. I think, I I think I'm for them. (laughs) I should set that up again. Tony, I know you don't like jean shorts. Where are you at on Daisy Dukes? I'm for. (laughs) There's another nut shot. We have, we have well established that nut shots are not going to keep you down in this match. No, there's been three of them. We're, we're probably not done too. Mm. Oh, not one, but two DDTs. Down again. And you see the referee's taking the bump here and it looks like he had all day, but oh, damn it. It's that Louis Spicoli. Oh my God. What's he doing here? He fucking Louie, man. Louie could do some good stuff. Yeah. He really could. That's, that's the tragedy of Louie. And see, look, he's even dressed like one, two kick out. He's even dressed like Tommy. Mm -hmm. So it's clear that, Hey, once Raven leaves, his new nemesis will be Louis Spicoli. And here comes the death Valley driver or the Spicoli driver. Nope. Instead DDT for Louie and then DDT from Raven onto the sign. It kicked out. No one's going down in this match, kids. <laughs> Nut shots, DDT on signs, Death Valley drivers. Doesn't matter, baby. Nobody's going down. I think in this era, they probably weren't talking things out as much. Mm-hmm. So they probably know what the finish is and what some of the critical moments are. But somewhere, <laughs> some agent, which they probably didn't even have in this era of VCW, should have said. So the plan is nutshot DDT, kick out, nutshot, kick out. 
nut shot, kick out, nut shot, DDT, kick out, DDT, kick out, nut shot, DDT, kick out, DDT, nut shot, kick out. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. It's like marching left, 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 right, left, nut shot, nut shot, nut shot, DDT. Another one on the sign. That's it. It finally happened. Tony, Tommy dreamer has finally bested Raven. He's crying tears of joy. And look at Spicoli pointing his fucking foot was on the rope. Raven didn't lose. Tommy dreamer has beaten Raven. He will miss you, Raven. I see that. Uh oh, lights went out. Track it. <laughs> it's Rob Van Dam and Bill Alfonso, and Rob Van Dam is wearing a Mr. Monday Night t shirt. As a reminder, he announced at Barely Legal that he was now Mr. Monday Night. His skills were too big for ECW. So he wrestles on Mondays now and he had a match on raw and, uh, the lights go out again. Let's track it. And it's Sabu here to make the save for Rob Van Dam. And now it is a major double team. With Rob Van Dam and Sabu just absolutely kicking the shit out of Tommy Dreamer as Louis Piccoli holds Beulah McGillicuddy down to make her watch it. And Raven just walks past. I'm done. He's out of here. Raven exits stage left. And Fonzie is directing traffic for uh, our heroes, Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Oh, they're not heroes. They're with, wait, the lights went out again. Well, who could it be? Jerry Lawler from the WWF is here to talk trash to Tommy dreamer as Sabu and Rob Van Dam absolutely destroy him. Let's track it. They don't have his mic tracked. No, his mic is not up. They're going to keep fucking with it and buying time until it happens. But Mm -hmm. that looks like perhaps Chris Chetty, who just took a bump. Certainly Axel Rotten's out there. People trying to save Tommy to no avail so far. There's Nova. He takes a chair shot for his troubles. So Lawler's mic is finally working, but the fans have been so loud. You couldn't have heard shit anyway. Here we go. Top. Hey, let me say something to the franchise. 
I got no part of it. Yeah. yeah. I don't think the ECW extremely crappy wrestlers got anybody tough. I don't think anybody wants a war with me. Look at this. That was Paul Heyman doing a run in there in his tracksuit. It was? I think so. Wow, man. And look at the fans going absolutely bananas because they know New Jack's here. Fuck. And they're bringing out the roster here, aren't they? Yeah, New Jack and his partner, Mustafa, coming to the ring with a trash can full of weapons as Lawler is trying to incite a riot here. Can you believe that Lawler is telling guys, Hey, kill him. And then points at McGillicuddy and says, Hey, look at this slut. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, man, Heyman would let these guys just do what they wanted to do to get heat. And boy, Lawler knew exactly what he was doing. Yes, sir. It's that's This is old school meets <laughs> meets ECW right here. Look at Lawler and they single it, man. Yeah, dude, and he's got one of the best working punches of all time. Yeah, of course. Got to be a great. Oh, look who it is. It's the Sandman. <laughs> I'm going to come to the ring and open a beer first. <laughs> Before I start wailing on people. Wow. What a fucking stiff kick that was. Oh, my Fuck. God. That kicked him right in the fucking mouth. Oh, man. And then how about, you know, there's going to be Oof. chair to the head Jones. That didn't feel good. not love this tv show good god i mean dude this is uh cooking my gas right here yeah one by one people try to come make the save and one by one they get shot down you see balls trying to come in spicoli gives them a couple whacks to the face so i guess ecw and wwf had some sort of working agreement here at this time yes absolutely okay i wasn't aware yeah, the ECW was receiving a weekly check from the WWF just in support. And whenever they had a guy who they needed to brush up, like uh, Too Cold Scorpio or mm-hmm. Al Snow or Just Incredible, they would send them down here to get a little work. Some of them were failed experiments like Brockus, but some, you know, worked out. And then, of course, they would hire a lot of those guys. Let's track it here. While they're doing a little mic work, they play another theme song. We know somebody's coming out now and the fans are ready for it, but Lawler has a look of concern and look who it's it is. My man. It's my man. It's my man. Mm, shit's about to get real. How great is this dude? Taz had such a look, man. 
the singlet, the black boots, the the black uh, towel. Make sure he wiped his feet before he got in. I love that. Sabu going wild. Look at Lawler retreating. Sabu and Van Dam retreat. And now it's Taz. This is going to be a great angle. Taz, calm down there, human suplex machine. You did your job and ran the f***ers off. Calm the down. Hey, Shane, wait, hold up, hold up. Shane, listen, brother. Don't you ever interrupt me while I'm talking. Don't think I'm tight with you. Yeah, 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 point at yourself. Just find your P's and Q's and go f*** that little rat. Can you believe he talk about the love of your life like that? Yeah, because that's the way he is. Come on, Van Sabu! You done beat this, right? You laid everybody out. Come lay out me. Taz wants Sabu now! Monday night, we're getting sex this big, and there's no reason for Sabu to come out here. So as a reminder, Fonzie was the longtime manager of Taz, Mm -hmm. and he just turned on him back in April. So for his trouble, he's about to give him a T-bone Sazplex, but nope, never mind. Sabu changed his mind. The former headline main event of Barely Legal, the longtime multi-year feud, Taz and Sabu, they're in the ring together circling. Which I have since discovered was a shoot. Oh, yes. <laughs> he told you about it? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should read Sabu's book. You know, there's a lot of books in wrestling I need to read. There really are. I was thinking about that the other day when we were uh, all together talking about Dusty's book. And then, of course, when I saw uh, somebody holding, uh, Ric Flair holding up Cactus Jack's book when we were watching some video, I was thinking, man, there's a lot of wrestling books I need to read. Oh, thanks for the hospitality coming and uh, hanging in fellowship with me and mine in Jacksonville recently. We had a good time hanging. Yeah, we need to do it again. Yeah. You do it again for a longer period of time. Yeah, it was, uh, not the original plan. We had some different plans, but some, some nights you guys, uh, were taping until like 1am. So it was quite, I think that's going to be kind of the, uh, how things are going to be, uh, down in Jacksonville. We're going to be taking a lot of dark matches. Um, but anyway, so next time when I, when I discover when you guys, I didn't know you guys were coming in until Silva sent me a text, like on that Saturday or Sunday before I'll, I'll get it. When I come to Jacksonville, I went. What the fuck? What do you? So, oh, look at that. Fuck. That would anyway, hurt. That has to hurt. So anyway, next time I know you're coming in, I'll get a place closer to you guys so I can hang out a little bit better. I or, discovered that where I was staying was an hour from you. Yeah. So next time what we do is, you know, we had extra rooms where we were. You could have just stayed with us. Yeah. See, I, and I, I would have done that. Yeah. Had I known. We'll do that next time. Okay, good. Cause we got, uh, we got a pretty good summer coming up. How about these cross faces right here? Mm. Dude, those are real. Yep. Oh yeah. He'd break dude's jaws with that. Motherfucker. See, he was one of those guys and I've talked to a number of people who remembers Taz from the day. He was, he's one of those guys where you thought this shit's legit. Uh Even the fans are thinking, look at this. a pretty big hog there, doesn't he? Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
would he? Well, it's the camera shot for crying out loud. Look at the camera shots right up in his butthole. What? I don't know. I just choose not to look. Okay. Really? You turn your head away? I don't want to look at Taz's hog meat. I don't either, but it's right in front of my face. Well, then don't look And it's at my it. responsibility to watch this show with our great people here on What Happened When? He's a hog watcher. He's a hog watcher. Watch the hogs go by. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my. Would you rather be a boob watcher or a hog watcher? A boob watcher any day. There you go. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like you're a pretty good hog watcher. You got a good eye for talent. Yeah. Did you used to do that with your friends? Y'all like Des- go take describe, a look. Describe talent. I don't know. You just seem to always find ones that fascinate you. Yeah. Okay. Hog meat. I mean, Oh no, it's just, uh, it's just an observation. I'm not looking for it. It just kind of is there. But anyway, Taz is fucking legit. You know, Taz is uh, a New York resident. So mm-hmm. it's not like he can really go out and do much or is going to. Right. And you're an introvert. I- Why don't you guys start like a little competition barbecue team? I'm an introvert a little bit. I mean, you, you like to be a homebody. Yeah. I don't, and I'm not, uh, but I'm just saying yeah. you could run that grill in the smoker from home. Y'all could do like a little competition barbecue together and call your team name Hogmeat Jones. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I was told the other day that if your penis could make sound effects, it would be wait, wait, wait. Is that my true? penis? Yes. No, I think my penis would just snore. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. There's a shirt. What sound does your penis make? Question mark. Look at this. I wonder if he really slipped. Did uh, Silva tell you anything about our trip to uh, Jacksonville? Yeah, I try not to talk to Silva. Uh, my life is easier when I don't either. Yeah. Well, well tell, I want to see this. This Taz Yeah, Taz Blix. What? Uh, tell me about it. So we're uh, we did a little carpool to get down there. So me and me and Silva leave here from Huntsville. He gets dropped off at my house, and then we head towards. Chickamauga, Georgia, and pick up Corey mm. Ryan Forrester. Then we swing through the Atlanta airport, pick up Michael Dawkins. Then we make our way down to Jacksonville. And along the way, uh, Corey Ryan Forrester wound up driving a lot because uh, he took Silva's shift. We, we drove in shifts, but as you know, Silva's banned from driving any of my vehicles. Especially that nice vehicle you drove down in. I so, get that. So he's banned. He can't drive that. So as if that's not enough, Corey decides he wants to have a little fun. So we start playing games as we're driving just to pass the time and it's fun. And then we see a hitchhiker or so it seems like dart across the road. And that gets us talking. Oh my God. Taz off the top rope. How about that? I never saw that. Do you see that uh, attempt at a Frankensteiner done by Sabu there and Taz held his own? Yes. 
I'm kind of thinking Taz wasn't going to take it. So they just had to improvise from there. Yeah. Nope. Doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> or, or it's like, okay, yeah, you hit your Frankensteiner and then, and then he didn't do it. <laughs> I'll go, but I'll go when I'm ready. Not when you're ready. That's probably right. That's right. So there's a dirt. Then the next thing we see not too mm -hmm. terribly long yeah. is a guy on a dirt bike mm. and he's like jumping hills, but he's like not going with the flow of traffic on the interstate. He's like jumping through the grass and the media and just right through traffic Daredevil in the media in the median. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying across traffic. So Jesus. from the left onto the right, I mean, just wild. Well, then we see another one. And so then Corey says, man, I wanted to hit that guy so bad. And I said, why? Just thinking that's random. Corey is always about peace and love. Why is he uh -huh. into hurting people now? Why would he want to do that? I didn't My point is I didn't see him as an aggressive driver. He's driving below the speed limit. There's nothing aggressive about Corey Ryan for No. So I'm no. like, man, that's weird that you say you wanted to hit that guy. So I said, Corey, wh wh why would you say that? Why would you want to hit that guy? And he, he gets quiet for a minute and he says, so we can all go home with a secret. <laughs> I think it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> I wanted us to all go home with a secret. Yeah. Leave it to him to try to. Get a laugh out of it. I'm just saying, moving forward, mm -hmm. anytime something bad is happening, mm -hmm. like the next time we're in Las Vegas and we get those old whores up to your room and you know, they do what they did to you last year. Uh, and then they're looking for the mellow yellows and it all clears out and it's just me and you. I totally, I totally expect you to look over at me and say, I'm glad I get to go home with a secret. Well. Apparently knowing you and doing a podcast with you weekly, I cannot go home with secrets. Oh, why's that? Cause you're a big mouth. Oh no, dude. Nothing ever happened in Vegas. This is just theater of the mind. We're trying to entertain you. Right. You're exactly right. Taz got pinned there. Yes, he did. And now he's just going to choke out a referee. My why referee not? is Jeff Jones. Oh, choke him out. Choke that motherfucker out. Can you imagine if he really killed Jeff Jones right then? How much easier Taz's life would have been for the rest of his life. That looks like a young Danny Doring. I could be wrong, Ooh. but he just got dumped on his fucking head. Fucking Taz. Crossface Jones. Nope. The guy's the hot me. When I give Taz shit backstage, yeah, he'll Danny say, Doring. man, I just, I'd love to fucking just choke you out right now. After seeing this, I'm going to hold off on giving him shit. Now here's the thing. This is the big payoff. This is Fonzie who turned on Taz mm -hmm. and joined Sabu. So he's getting it. But when we come back, this is when we start picking things up. The ring. Taz said, shut up, Shane. I can choke you out in five minutes or less. Shane says, yeah, make it three minutes or less, and I'll put the world TV title belt on the line. But if you can't choke me out three minutes or less, you don't get the TV title belt, and you've got to leave Extreme Championship Wrestling for 45 days. So the story now, as you see Shane Douglas coming, is, is Taz gets on the mic, starts talking shit to Shane. And he says, uh, or Taz is like, I don't know why you're talking shit to me. You couldn't even beat Sabu. He's like, I bet I can beat you in five minutes. And mm. he said, make it three minutes and, uh, or something like that. So the gist three is yeah. the, the TV title is on the line. Now, if Taz doesn't win and become television champion, he has to leave ECW for 45 days. So 
There are stakes on both sides. If Shane wins, Taz is gone. If Taz wins, he is the television champion. So even though Taz just did the job for Sabu, cause we got to get Sabu ready for our main event title shot. He's got coming up in a few months here at the ECW arena. And then at the next pay-per-view we've got Taz that we got to figure out what he's doing next since he just lost to Sabu. And here it is a singles match for the TV title with Shane Douglas with, uh, very little time for Taz to be able to, to choke him out, so to speak. Exactly. So the clock is ticking. It's almost a, a race against the clock as much as it is a contest against your friend, Shane Douglas. My friend Taz, my good friend Taz. I really and truly giving, we like to give Taz a lot of shit on here, but I really and truly love talking to him. Just great mind for the business. Yes. Entertaining. And I think he's doing a great job with Brian cage. I do great promos. Yeah. He knows what to say. And he's a passionate uh, motherfucker, mm-hmm. but also like Matt Coon, perhaps hypersensitive. Like you just won't, you just got to be minding your P's and Q's around Taz or he'll choke you the fuck out. Which I blame you for really. Yeah. Why not? There it is. There it is. He's going to choke him out within the three minutes or whatever. Track it. The transmission, the cut, the Hodgman's locked on the world television champion. We have got one minute to go. Can the franchise hold on? He's trying desperately to reach the rope. But Taz has the hold since done. Douglas's legs are not long enough. He cannot reach the rope. Less than one minute to go. Can the franchise hang on? Can he fight off the cut to Hodgman? Shane Douglas has to feel that title belt slipping from his grasp as every second ticks off the clock. 30 seconds left in the franchise. Taz keeps trying to hook that leg. The franchise keeps kicking it away. He's back up to his feet. He's going to try to kick backwards like Sabu. He's locked the legs. He tapped the franchise. Tapped out. What a moment. Wow. And that that's cool? a hell of a TV show right there, fellas. Yes, it is. Hell of a TV show. Okay. Tony, one last mention. We got to shout out our friends over at blue chew. Listen, if you've been listening to this podcast for long enough, you know, that blue chew has been with us since the beginning and they're still sponsoring our podcast today. It's not just because Tony and I love blue chew. It's because so many of our listeners have found Man, this is the number to call for a good time. Remember when they used to write that on the inside of like bathroom stalls? Hey, for a good time, call. Well, for a good time, go to bluechew.com. And that's where you'll find the PED for your gimmick. Of course, we're talking about performance enhancement for the bedroom. It's the world's first chewable with the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis. And by the way, an online physician console is free. So it's cheaper than those other two. And that really is how it works. You go to bluechew.com and you work with an affiliated physician to find the right dosage and active ingredient best for you. But because it's a chewable, it can work faster and it can even be taken on a full or an empty stomach. And if you qualify, you get prescribed online very quickly. 
So you skip the in-person doctor visit. You skip the awkward conversation. You never wait in line at the pharmacy and it ships directly to your door in discreet packaging. We should also mention the chewables from bluechew.com are made in the USA. You know, the old red, white, and blue chew. Get the confidence you're looking for in bed every single time. You and your partner will love it. And this is not just for guys who maybe have a little trouble. This is for guys who want to get five stars, six stars in the Tokyo Dome. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, actually, nobody will be able to pick it up. When you take one of these things, it might be a two man lift. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order for free. When you use promo code WHW, just pay $5 shipping. That's B L U E C H E W.com. And the promo code is WHW. I think this is Taz's first singles title too. He, uh, obviously he was a tag champ in ECW, but I'm pretty sure that this is, uh, his first, yeah, his first, uh, singles belt. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And next week is, uh, the follow-up episode. So let's just go ahead and jump over to that right now. It's June 17th. Uh, this is a continuation from the very same taping. But the air date was June 17th. If you want to fire that up on your WWE network. So, uh, we can 1997, by the way. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, uh, June 17th, 1997. It's another episode of hardcore TV. It's more action from WrestlePalooza 1997. And uh, I'm ready whenever you are, buddy. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, I'll do the countdown since, uh, well, she only one off. countdown at a time. Then she gets mad and wants money. Well, we got to pay her more then. We don't want to do that. She gets paid enough. I'm glad. I'm glad her friends don't listen to this. What are guys saying? She doesn't have any friends. Here, Here we go. Do a countdown, Bubba. Three, two, one, play. Track it. Sabu, Van Damme. Lola, Sandman, Dreamer, Franchise, McMahon, and my buddy, Paul Heyman. Even though I'm the new ECW World Television Champion, and it just might get me fired, I don't give a damn about any what he is. Because in a little while, I'm going to tell you the truth about Wrestlepalooza 97. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Extreme How great. Is, are those old Taz promos where it's just tight? The orange light on him. Yep. I'm yeah. colorblind, but you're showing off. Yeah. And, and Rude's got a very nice yellow and black shirt on. We should mention, um, the Taz maniac, which is the prior quote unquote gimmick of Taz before he dropped some of the silliness and became this shoot fighter persona. He was the TV champion in 94. So this is his second reign. If you count the Taz maniac version, but still it's a big deal. I mean, Taz is perceived to be in this era, top guy, one of the headliners for their first pay-per-view and it's cool to see him get the, uh, get the strap here. Yep. It is. Seeing the recap from last week. I always tell the guys who were smoking dope at dark. There's like five of them now. You mean because they, uh, have, have their lighters, have their lighters out. Yeah. Uh. 
Well, you know, Conrad, uh, this is good. This is I, this is the type of TV. If I'm a wrestling fan, it keep me coming back. Absolutely. Week in week out. Yes, sir, man. I mean, it did for me. Sure. And I see why. I dig the, uh, the Sabu just throwing the chair at your fucking head. I'm not going to swing it. I'm just going to throw it straight at your head. And it's up to you what you do with it. Take it, put your hands up, catch it, but it's coming. Is that your deal? Yeah, that's it. That's me. Cause I used to say when you'd, you know, walk in the bedroom, Hey, it's coming your way. Take it. Catch it, put your hands up. If it's just it's coming. Yeah. I, I feel like since you've become a Taz fan, sometimes you pop a blue chew and go in there lowest once you're at attention. Mm-hmm. Beat me if you can. <laughs> Survive if I let you. And then again, you know what the. Uh... Um, are you okay? Response, are you still with us? Yeah, the, I'm, I'm trying to watch this. And the response would be, oh my God, she's asleep. Which is usually the case. Man, they put Axel Rotten in there too. And he wasn't even, I mean, what, were they just kind of just throwing people in? Baby faces were coming to save. Got it. I got it. I'm glad. So what do you think of, uh, ECW from 1997? I think it's pretty cool. I, I was, I'm really, I'm really surprised here. Uh, shocked that they were, that they were doing something with, with, uh, WWF. Now did WWF mention them at all? Yeah. On Mondays they did. Absolutely. Yeah. They had this angle on raw as well, which is why fans were ready for Lawler because Lawler had been running down ECW on TV for weeks. And they had some of those talent appear there and the whole deal. So yeah, they're sort of joining forces to try to compete because the NWO that you guys have is just white hot. So they're looking for anything. Oh, so this is kind of the risk. Yeah, I get that. Like we, you guys did their, you know, you did an invasion angle and it hit. Well, they're trying to do the same thing, except instead of the WWF invading, ECW's invading. And so this is this was such good last week. Hell, roll it in again this week. Yeah, I mean, it was the talk of the biz. It was a really hot angle. And by the way, over the summer they would turn it up even more. I won't give you a spoiler cause I know you weren't keeping up with it. I'll make you watch it one day and, and you'll love it. But yeah, I really dig this era of ECW 97. One of my favorite years. I didn't realize we were going to start this episode with a full recap or perhaps I wouldn't have made us watch them back to back. So that's my bad, but this gives no, me a new chance. Sorry, look at so. Terry Funk's in the audience upper right. And how about the guys with these shirts? The Hawaiian shirts, they were kind of a deal, weren't they? Yeah, that, that's the uh, straw hat guy and Hawaiian shirt guy. Yeah. 
and they're sitting next to sign guy and Howard Stern fan. And there's uh Jesus with sunglasses on as well. That's they even who, brought that, him in. That's who's been nicknamed the Howard Stern fan. Oh, that's a Howard Stern fan. Cause he looks like Howard Stern hmm. and he's a fan of wrestling. Yay. Do you get it? I get it, man. A lot of fans of wrestling out there that we're not aware of, you know? What do you mean? Well, I mean, I, you hear all the time, like, uh, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. I went, to, I was doing busted open one day Yeah. and D Snyder came in Yeah. of twisted sister. And when I took a picture of him, I was like marking out right. D Snyder. And he said, man, we used to watch nitro on the tour bus all the time. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> and I just, I, you know, I just, I, I don't realize it. I don't think we realize any of these guys realize maybe some of them do. But how, you know, how much impact we had on, on people and people that were in the entertainment business as well. Without question. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, like for instance, uh, Corey Ryan Forster, up comedian, big wrestling fan. Didn't know that. And now that I know him, didn't give a fuck. Sure. But, uh, and really, Cassio, well, would you? well, Cassio kids, another one, up comedian. Big time wrestler, uh, big time radio personality, you know, big wrestling fan. I don't give a fuck. And why would you? Yeah. I understand that, uh, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the green Bay Packers, a big wrestling fan. And that's something I, I give a fuck about. Why? Gardner Minshew. Never heard of him. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you stop? Who, who'd she ever beat? He's the quarterback of the Jaguars. I know I'm busting balls. And by the oh. way, how about that mustache? You gonna you gonna bring back the mustache? Nope, dude. That, that, there was a kick-ass mustache last year on the Jacks, yeah. and and it, it took over. My, I mean, if mm-hmm. you're gonna be a part of the Jacksonville organization, you need to get that that old Tony Schiavone stash dusted off. No, 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 no. You see, here's here's the here's the the secret of my success. You have the, and you know this, you have the beard, and it. Takes away focus from the double chin. Oh no, no, I got that. I thought when you were saying, "Here's the secret to my success," you're going to say, "Not trying." <laughs> hey, motherfucker! If you could, I try more than anybody that I know. I don't know many people, but I do. You don't try more than Excalibur. Oh yeah, I do. Oh really? Oh yeah. Huh. You don't try more than Cody Rhodes. No, no one does. Ah! <laughs> Don't, don't give me that because it's a fucking shoot. No, I know. He's the hardest working man in wrestling. I've never seen anything like it. No, I'm not saying that to be funny. Like yeah, that dude's thinking about what's going to drive the company forward at 3 a.m. Yes, he is. And you know how I know? Because you get a text from him at 2.58. Every morning. Not every morning, but when I get a text from Cody, it's like 2 a.m. or something like that. Yeah, he's still on the wrestler schedule, but. Yeah. I'm sure text you at 1 a.m. Hey, man, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just, uh, and another, sh- another, uh, thing I'm going to say here, Uh-oh. that's a shoot. And you can give, you can go all you want. Oh God. I just, okay. I just wish. Okay. Here hang on a second here. Incredible Cody Rhodes. Okay. Hang on a second. I just wish. I love that shot, by the way. They are the wind uh, beneath my wings. I just wish his daddy could see this. Oh no. I think everybody agrees. I mean, can you imagine how fucking 
first of all, if Dusty was still with us, he and I would have the number one podcast in all the land. True or false? True. Uh, number two, he would be eating it up and cutting promos on social media every week, and it would be fucking awesome. True. Dude, it would be. I mean, I, I hate it. It's it's like the worst thing that didn't happen in wrestling, perhaps. Because you know, and- it's it's fun because from Cody's perspective, he's sort of picking up the war against the WWF where his dad left off, you know? Yeah. Right. We had, um, we had a show the other night, which was on the five-year anniversary of Mm. Dusty's death. I remember. And they had the plaque in the back. They have a wooden plaque that, uh, Chris Dispenza brought out. Chris, by the way, if you don't know Chris Dispenza in wrestling, one of the most valuable guys in all of wrestling behind the scenes. Chris had, had got the bull rope and the bell and the plaque in the memory of Dusty Rhodes, and he puts it in the back. It's always there, but I noticed it on the, the anniversary of his death, and I stood there and looked at it for a long time just thinking of him and thinking of how much he cared about the business, how much he loved the business, how much he always was thinking about the business, which is what, you know, Cody got part of that. Um, and I, I was just I was thinking about him the entire show that night. really was. Oh, the rude cam. What do you think about the rude cam? I think we need to have one of these, the Tony cam in AEW, but that would probably involve you walking around like a fucking doofus with a GoPro strapped to your head. And you'd never do anything like that in AEW, would you? Yes, I would. I, uh, I have, uh, I have plenty of GoPro paraphernalia. Well, tell tell everybody the truth here. You actually did it. I did. I didn't record. No. I have two GoPro cameras. I have the GoPro uh, device that you can hook a GoPro to your head. I got one you can hook a GoPro to your midsection, like a harness. I've got a couple of goosenecks, a couple of uh, stoppers to put on the cars, whatever. Fully GoPro functional. So knowing how Taz is. Wait, hang on now. Check this out. This is when Tommy Dreamer showed up in Memphis on Memphis TV to get revenge. How great is this? Wow. And then there you see him. At the WWE Raw show, invading. They did a cool job with this, man. Yes, they did. Anyway, continue. I don't know where. Okay, so I got all the GoPro paraphernalia. So I got in the back of the car and we're TV, and I said, I'm going to fuck with Taz. So I stuck the GoPro head rack on, put the GoPro camera in, did not record it. Battery was dead. Promise you I didn't record. I would never do that because I respect what we do. And I, I went, went back, I put it on and there was Taz talking to Brian cage and I walked towards Taz with it. I say, Hey Taz, Hey, this is my stooge camera. And his response was tremendous. Well, it fits you cause you're the stooge back here. So I took it off. And Why would he say mean back. things to you like that? Eh, it's Taz, right? And he knows, you know, if you can keep coming back into the point to where you think he's going to choke you out and then you stop. What's fun is when you try to, when you're friends with Taz and you're in town and you know, Taz is in town and you're like, Hey man, you going to get something to eat? Uh, I don't know. Oh, let's track it here. Listen up. So I got something I need to say. Not something that I want to say. Something I need to say. You want to shoot with me? Huh? That's what you said. You want to shoot with me? Well, let's shoot. Okay. Let's, let's, let's tell it like it is. Let me tell you exactly what I see is happening here. I want to, I want everybody in your whole stinking organization and all of those sick, degenerate, 
so-called fans of yours to know what the score really is. Because you see, Paulie, when, when some of your wrestlers like Rob Van Dam come and wrestle in the World Wrestling Federation, some of those sick, perverted fans chant, you sold out. Well, let me tell you something. Let me smarten everybody up in the ECW. You, Paulie, you're the one that's trying to sell out. And you know what? I can help you do it. All I gotta do is say the word to Vince McMahon, and I really think he'll give you a job. Because it's obvious to me, it may not be obvious to those pea-brain morons that work for you, and it may not be obvious to those brain-damaged imbeciles that come to your matches, but it's obvious to me that that's what you wanna do. You see me, and you see all of the rest of the superstars in the World Wrestling Federation that are seen all over the world by billions, not millions, not thousands, but billions of people. And it eats at your guts, doesn't it? You can't stand it, can you, Paulie? You can't stand the fact that you are just a little nothing happening nobody. Your little organization, ECW, is not a pimple on the ass of the World Wrestling Federation. And you know that. And that eats at you, doesn't it, huh? You can't stand it, can you, Paulie? We're shooting now, aren't we, huh? You like this? Let me tell you something. I came to ECW. I saw what it was all about. I saw what? A thousand, fifteen hundred degenerates, bags, homeless perverts that come crawling in off the street. I saw them there. You call those your fans? Oh, that's something to be proud of, Paulie. Yeah, that's really nice. You really got a great organization there, the ECW, and all your wrestlers. You're nothing happening either has-beens like Terry Funk, who has got to be so old that it was an embarrassment to watch him hobble out to the ring. There either has-beens or there never wases. Like your Tommy Dreamers. Tommy Dreamer, huh? Come on, pal. Anytime, any place. And Sandman, you want to cane somebody? You ought to be caning somebody at the Betty Ford Clinic, you dope addict. You drunk, you degenerate. I'm telling you something, Paulie. You want to play with me? I'll play with you, pal. Get ready. I'll play with you. How fun is, is Jerry Lawler on the stick, man? Wow. Uh, that is a, that is a tremendous interview. They put Eric Bischoff's name in there. Yep. I'd like to cordially invite you to support the next ECW pay-per-view. Wow. Anyway, that's pretty cool. It, that was also a, in today's, uh, what's going on today in wrestling. That is a, uh, interview just loaded with irony, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. what do you think of uh, Joey Styles' performances on these shows? Oh, I loved him. Joey, Joey, Joey. I thought, I thought at times, but he, he did what they wanted him to do. I thought at times he was a little bit over the top as far as, you know, he, he, but he could, and he could call a match with, with the best of them. He really could. He could, he could really bring that excitement. And, and, I, and I always think that's what the announcers, what the, the announcer's job twofold. Number one, get the storylines over and the wrestlers. And number two, build the excitement. You've got to sound excited about what you're doing for the fans to be excited about what they're watching. And, you know, Gordon Soley was always kind of, you know, low key, but when some big angle happened, 
his voice picked up the excitement and I think that's that's key. Back in the back in the the end of WCW, they wanted us to scream about everything. And if you scream and act excited about everything, and we're talking about people going to the ring, then you know what? Nothing means anything. If that makes any sense, nothing stands out. So, but Joey was good making things sound great. Business misses him. Yeah, it does. And I hope he comes back sooner rather than later. I've flirted with the idea of, uh, finding time. It's, I mean, it'd be tough, but dude, if you could really do an ECW podcast, I mean, he would be the guy who was there in the catbird seat for a lot of it, but then he's got all the WWE stuff too. And right. You know, even if he's not doing a podcast, just him doing stuff. I mean, I invited him to every single convention, but. I think he's content to just, uh, keep wrestling in the rear view and move on with life. And that's something you probably can sympathize with. I can sympathize with it. And I know Mike today can sympathize with it as well. There is, and not everybody's like this, but there is a, there's a certain thing in your life that tells you I've had enough of this. And for me, it was obviously that, that time where I was in TNA that one day where I realized I've had enough of this. Right. And I'm sure that there was a moment for Joey styles. And I'm sure there was a moment for Mike today too. And, and you know what? I, I, I liked it. I feel very fortunate that I had some sort of, of abilities outside of being a wrestling announcer. Because not only did I, did I, did I work in as an announcer? I worked as a producer. I worked as a, uh, an online video, online, uh, editor for, uh, online news stories. So I could do other things and I'm still producing Georgia football and basketball football for sure. And, um, so I was glad I have some other abilities to fall back on. Hope I'm not bringing things down on this podcast, but I, I get it with Joey. And I, I, you know what? I, I met Joey, I think like maybe once or twice and, uh, Really talented kid. Look at this man. And when you were up there, when Taz had you up there, it was like, what the fuck's going to happen? Right. He'll throw you on my head. You know, Sabu here. This is, is this the finish? That was, I think that was a shooting elbow by Taz, that back elbow. I don't think Taz knew how to work an elbow or a suplex or, uh, one of those, uh, cross arm, those forearms across the face. I got plenty of ammo the next time I see. And, and, and what's the ammo? Yeah. Uh, how his hair was shaped on top of his head. How they apparently like to get shots of his hog meat. How he was shooting with, with Sabu. Just a lot of shit. So, hey, Taz, I was watching ECW Hardcore TV, and I think I'm going to do my hair like I used to do it. You know, the shape of like a horseshoe on top of the head. What was that about? Is that like a Sicilian thing with the bro? And then he'll say, you know, I'm going there's the finish. I'll, I'll choke you out. <clears throat> then I'll walk away saying, okay, I need to cool this down a little bit. Yeah, they're, uh, they're doing a lot of recapping in this thing. A ton. 
That's I mean, okay. It, it's good to it was good shit. It's good to watch again. I don't mind. Right. Hanging out with you. What the hell? Right. There's Jeff Jones getting involved in it. It's the closest I've ever seen Jeff Jones to the action as a referee. He usually just kind of hangs out in the corner and watches him wrestle. Probably first time you've seen him do anything at all. <laughs> or that. You know, uh, I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of back and forth with Jeff Jones every time we go out to do TV because he and I are in the same room, right? Social media room. That's where he puts his stuff in. And we got a couple of guys back there, production people. And I go back there working on dark a little bit, put my computer back there. So I'm like right side by side with Jeff Jones, like all day, all day. So sometimes I got to listen to that bull. I mean, sometimes I got to talk to. Jeff Jones. Right. And you know how that can be. But you know what? Good people in wrestling. We got good people. We really do. We got good people. And I, and I feel that we're the type of company that would sniff out the bad people in a minute. We give Taz shit. Okay. But still Taz is a good, good person to have on our company, our company. And I say that because if he wasn't with our company, then I would get a phone call every day wanting to the job. Can I tell you that, um, stretch our, for that our friend, Cassio kid. Oh, wait, they're going to show the whole audio here. Hey, let's make a deal. That sounds cool. I got a deal for you, Shane. If you come in this ring, and face me face to face. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I could make you tap out within five minutes. Five minutes, brother. Brother, you got confidence the size of this building because you ain't got it in you, brother. I tell you what, I'll be willing to put the belt on the line. I don't tap out. You walk out the and I don't go to look at your greasy ass for 60 days. I won't make you tap in five minutes. Being that you're so fond of this number, I will make you tap in three minutes, Shane. Brother, strap him up tight. You got yourself a deal. Was a questionable move by Taz, but downright. So we get to see the full setup. I, I do yep. agree. It is a little weird that we're halfway through this show and all we've done so far is recap the prior week, but mm. it was such a monumental show. I guess it's worthwhile to do so. Yeah. I don't mind it. Cause I liked it. I wanted to see it again. I, I, I agree. It's, it's too much. Not why not uh, shorten it up. And I guess they're going to show the whole match here, the whole two minutes and whatever, shorten it up, maybe a little bit, show the finish and whatever. But anyway, I wasn't there, of course. But anyway, uh, good show, good stuff. Love Taz, love Shane. Of course, you know, in love with a girl on the outside. Francine's my girl. Boy, sure would like getting back to, you know, we talk about getting back to normal. People say it's going to be, that's the new normal. People don't know what the fuck they're talking about, the new normal. Right. Things are going to change. But things are going to eventually get back to, I mean, I think we're eventually going to get back to crowds. Don't you? Yes. 
Yeah. And I don't know when it eventually is, but I sure do miss the, uh, the meet and greets and going to autograph signings. I miss that stuff. Really do miss the crowds. Get to meet good people. Get to meet people that become your friends. Get to meet people that you wish weren't your friends. Like me and you. No, everybody likes us. No, oh, I, you're talking about you don't like me. You don't fucker. like me. No. I love you. No. Let me just read oh, yeah. my most recent 38 texts from you. There's just fucking no chance there's one goddamn polite or interesting thing in here. I wonder who starts all that shit. Really? I wonder who starts. I wonder who, yeah, I wonder who starts all that shit. Okay. Okay. And then there's Dave. Dave is the worst. Who? Dave. D A V E. Will you open up the goddamn door? Yeah, Dave. Dave. Right, man. Dave. Now, will you open up the door? Dave's not here. Didn't want to play that for a long time. Well, that makes one of us <laughs> just go ahead and delete whatever the fuck that was. We don't need that ever again. I was Cheech and Chong. Terrible. You didn't like Cheech and Chong back in the day. Nobody, nobody needed to hear that clip during a goddamn wrestling show. I mean, okay. But anyway, uh, I like you. You should like me. Okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> it's been a while since I broke that one out on you. <laughs> and there you go. Taz is your TV champion two weeks in a row. There it is. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a- Did you ever address the fact with him that he is laser throwing 2.0? No, I'm not. Why not? Uh, what's, what, I've got to have, uh, some, I've got to have something. Why? If, if I say Taz, your laser Tron 2.0 and he would say, what do you mean? What would I say again? I'm going to send you a clip. Okay. Send me a clip. And I want you to watch it on air. It's just okay. when you play it, just put the ear hole of your phone near your microphone. You're going to text it. I just texted it. It's in your goddamn text. I think I can play it. I might be able to play it. Um, oh, you got a stupid MacBook. Yep. Oh, wait. Here we go. Track it. World television champion. The franchise Shane Douglas had this belt for 11 months. And I made him tap out in under three minutes. And I predicted it. Why? Because he put my back up against the wall. Why? Because I could. Why? Cause I wanted to. He snapped necks at will. Snapped the pit bull's neck. He taps out at my hands in under three minutes. And you see, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. That's what this company is about. Wrestling. Competition. Pure violence and competition, aggressiveness, hardcore, extreme, and all of that stuff. That's what it's about. It's not about. Jerry Lawler has a kid who wrestles. Who 
cares? Who gives a flying that Jerry Lawless kid wrestles? There's a big deal. Personally, I didn't think Lawler dated women old enough to have kids. That's not what it's about. It's not about Rob Van Dam wanting to jump and ECW is gonna stop him. Why? Why? Why stop him? Who needs him? Let him go. Who cares? Go! Sandman, Dreamer, what are you guys thinking? You, know, you guys are into that stuff, having wars. Oh, that's cool. Let's have a feud with the WWF and stop Rob. That's just stupid. Let him go. You're wasting your time. Paulie, you too, brother. See, the one thing I like about you, and it's just one, is you give me the opportunity to be me, and that's it. You give me the chance to be me and express myself. Just like you do every other athlete, athlete in this company. But I told you nearly four years ago, we don't need pay-per-view. You don't need it. You need to experience ECW live. You need to experience Taz live. And Vince McMahon, brother, you're just, man, you're just pathetic. You turn my stomach, I nearly, I don't even really know you and you turn my stomach. You didn't want me five years ago. You want me now? Look into my eyes, Vince, you want me now? You want the company I work for? You want it now? Well, you can't have it, brother. And you can't have me, nor ECW. Not as long as I'm the ECW World Television Champion. You see, because what that means is I represent this company on television. As long as I have this belt, you can't have this promotion. I don't want to come across as some company man. Lord knows I ain't no company man. I ain't no company player or whatever you want to call it. I stand for me. That's all I care about is me and this belt now. This changes things just a little bit. So Vince or anybody else out there, be it WCW, ECW, WWF, Japan, Canada, Mexico, Europe, anywhere. But Vince, especially you, if you have anybody, or is there anybody in this business that's man enough to take this belt from me, you step up to the plate. And if you can beat me, I'll hand it over to you. Shake your hand like a man and strap the belt around your waist. I'm the ECW World Television Champion, and I'm Taz. Beat me if you can. Survive if I let you. How great was that? That was, that was five stars. Yeah. Five stars. Love it. See, I got more things to talk to him about when I see him next time. Now I'll say, I'll tell him how tremendous that interview was. And he said, 
you're lying to me. You didn't like that. I said, okay, I didn't. Fuck it. Okay, I think I got your Lasertron thing. Let's see if I can play it, okay? Okay. Remember, Ross, this is all out war. We're not family in a war. We're just as a church. Remember that, Ross. All right, fans. Now back to the ring. I'm watching an old NWA pro wrestling. Looks like from Spartanburg. And here's Lasertron. Okay, you're talking about the music, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. And the name of the song, War Machine, and he called himself the Human Suplex Machine. It's a Lasertron ripoff. Oh. So just tell him that next time you see him, he knows. Here's Todd Gordon, the owner of ECW, in the ring, talking to the Dudley Boys. He knows. We knew this was going to happen. What are they celebrating about? Well, because the Eliminators can't defend their tag team titles because Perry Saturn is hobbled. He's on one leg, right? But he's going to make them fight anyway, right? No, he's making them come out and forfeit those titles. Oh, there's Daryl, as you call him, Daryl, John Cronus was his name. He's no longer with us. Oh, may he rest in peace. I like that the uh, belts in this era, which I think are Vartanian, I'm probably wrong on that, but they're basically WWF ripoffs. Like what they're bringing to the ring right now is a, a knocked off version of the classic intercontinental design. And you saw the TV title over Taz's shoulder, a classic knockoff of the old WWF world title, which is nicknamed the winged Eagle, both Reggie parks designs. And don't you feel bad for. Perry Saturn watching him try to get in the ring without the use of that leg at all. Yeah. Like try something new here in the summer of 97. I think you'll dig. Okay. Perry Saturn and, and John Cronus were really talented performers. I don't know that I buy into the whole best tag team in the world thing. That feels like a, a Paul Heyman marketing gimmick. But they were quite the tag team. Let's uh, let's track it here. Punched across your head. Listen, Todd. We came here tonight knowing we were going to lose them belts. No disrespect intended to you or ECW. Nothing means more to Cronus and me than being ECW World Tag Team Champions. of ECW, you should understand ECW tradition. Okay, we gotta lose the belts, but let us lose them in a fight. They want them, let them beat us. Yeah. There you go. Perry Saturn, the doctor, you know you can't wrestle. I'm gonna wrestle. <laughs> He's gonna wrestle by himself? He can't wrestle by himself. This Cronus is an egg without a yolk. Oh, this is a mistake, Todd. So they want to win them in the ring and lose them in the ring. Harry Saturn says, Hey, we're not just going to forfeit these things. And Cronus says, Nope, 
I'll do it myself. So it's two on one Devon and Bubba Ray against John Cronus. I love it. I love the comment. Cronus is an egg without a yolk. That's a great line, isn't it? <laughs> that is. I feel like you're going to use that on dynamite soon. I'm going to have to. Boy, this Joey Janela is an egg without a yolk. And then you'll look over at Excalibur, waiting on him to give you the old uh, boy, And instead you'll get. And then JR will say, y'all hear crickets. <laughs> All right. You got me two to one on sound effects here. <laughs> Did you see, uh, any of the undertaker documentary that's been on the network recently? I would think it's worth watching. Yeah, it's been good. This past Sunday, uh, they talked about uh, Starcast in code. They showed a tweet where uh, they acknowledged that Vince called him up and pitched a fit about what are you doing? Do you not know how this looks? Blah, blah, blah. And it was a falling out. And apparently, Vince and Undertaker didn't talk for quite a while after that. But of course, as we know, it all worked out. Now he has a lifetime contract. He got a 15 year deal. Good for him. Mm, that's what I need is a 15 year. Well, I wouldn't be, I'm not going to be alive in 15 more years, but you know what I need? I just need for people to show up to events. Yeah. Their contract didn't if, pay. If you're booked, if you're booked, Taylor Williamson show up, do you know, Taylor Williamson's heat on that whole deal? Yeah, I know the story. I don't know the whole story, but I got tagged in a tweet about a month ago, and I was like, uh, I don't belong in this. Yeah. Taylor Williamson's a nice guy, too. Mm-hmm. Weird tasting pizza. Yeah, he did weird, but that's okay. You can be, I'm a weird weird guy. But. No, you are. You're, you're near the top of the list of all my weird friends. Mm -hmm. Hey, speaking of weird, did you see the weird pizza I tweeted out over the weekend? Yes, and your wife uh, gladly ate that, right? Oh, God, she loved it. That actually looked pretty good. No, it didn't. No, it did. Did you try any? You didn't, so you didn't Fuck, try Fuck, no, I didn't try But on, the deal is, it's my, my favorite little dive bar here in Huntsville that you've been to many times with me, the Boot oh. Pizzeria on South Parkway. If you're in Huntsville, I highly recommend you check it out. Sit at the bar with my favorite bartender, Dre, and even though they're not on the menu, try the wings. It's like a secret menu, and it's the best wings in North Alabama, but... The pizza, they get pretty creative. So like on the little sandwich board marking the specials yesterday when we went, they promoted country fried steak pizza. Oh man. Really? Yeah. I didn't have that shit either, but then they brought this egg pizza out and Megan lost her mind and was like, wait a minute, what's on that? So they told her, oh, it's tomatoes and jalapenos and tortillas and chorizo and eggs. And so she gets really excited because she loves eggs. So she orders it. She's been doing, you know, she got a Peloton. So now she's not eating carbs or anything. And she was so excited just to have bread. Um, but the, uh, the deal is the guy realizing that Megan, Ed, our buddy over there who owns it, he realized that Megan was excited about the egg part of this concoction. And he said, you know, you can just add eggs as a topping on any pizza. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you could just get like a pepperoni pizza, add eggs. 
Like, what kind of fucking monsters are ordering that shit? Oh, come on, Conrad. You're a big guy. You've eaten a lot of stuff in your life. You, you, you're not adventurous when it comes to food. Not eggs on pizza, Lord. How about how about tell him that I want to come and have eggs and fried spam on pizza? He'll do it. Hmm. I mean, you, know, you might need to bring your own can or call ahead so he can go get oh, it. I bring, I bring my own can. That's easy. Yeah. I mean, that's usually in your trunk anyway. Yeah. It's next to your uh, road flares and your spare, chi- spare tire. Well, can. you never know. If you get stranded, you got to have something to eat. Man, I'll have you know, I've had a spare tire everywhere I went. I didn't even need my car to bring it. <laughs> yeah, Hold so- on. Oh, thank you for saying that. Oh God. I knew I was waiting on a terrible sound effect. Hey, uh, would you eat this pizza eggs and jalapenos and tortillas and chorizo? Uh, I don't want, I don't want jalapenos. I don't like jalapenos. I, jalapenos a little bit flavoring, but I don't like eating a jalapeno pepper. Do you, have you ever heard Dave Silva pronounce that word? I've heard him pronounce fantastic. Oh, how does he say it? Fantastic. That's fantastic. I said, no, it's fantastic. No, it's fantastic. Oh my God. I love you're correcting somebody and you're a professional broadcaster and you say restaurant. I do say restaurant. I've got to, I've got to get out of that. And library. Library. Oh, look, I heard two R's there. Anyway, he cannot say the word jalapeno the way me and you do. He says it jalapeno. So it sounds like all up in yo. So if you're a Southern person, the first time he said it, I said, I'll open my what motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. The, the papers jalapeno. No. Yeah. Dave Silva. He's a weird, weird guy. Yeah. He's, he sure is. He's also the worst. Oh, look at this. Here comes the big movie. You ready? Look at Cronus big fella. Yeah. Watch what he can do from the top rope. Ooh. How about a four fifty? Tremendous. Look at, uh, the selling job here by Devon. Yeah. He became a vibrator. He sure did. That's cool. Where's the referee been knocked down? I guess. Would you wear short sleeve overalls like they are or, or, or sh- overall shorts rather like they're wearing here? Yeah. I know you said you uh, wouldn't wear jean shorts. But what if there was an overall piece to it? Then I looked like it was from Auburn, Alabama. Hey, do you think low key the, you know, we've always heard about their dad, Mr. Dudley. Yeah. Because they've got all these brothers that don't exactly look like they have the same sort of family tree. Do you think that maybe Klondike bill Mm. was the Dudley dad? How about there's a chance Saturn going up top. With the broke leg. Here we go. The Trump turned, but oh my God. I can't believe it. He just dropped an elbow. Can you believe he jumped off the top rope? It's unbelievable. The Eliminators won. They retained the tag titles. It seemed obvious when it was one on two or two on one rather. But nope. With a little elbow from the top. Bam. Perry pulls the trigger. Eliminators retain. Wonky leg and all. Well, only one match in this thing, and but it was well worth it, wasn't it? It was. Good storyline. 
How about that braided belt? How many of those braided belts did you have back in the day? Mm. I had one that I remember. Oh, I knew you had at least one. It was required. Who's the guy out with the braided belt? Or who's the guy out without the braided with the uh, khaki shorts? These are trainers and EMTs. Uh, okay. All right. I know the EMTs. I mean. So there you go, man. Wrestle Palooza. That's going to start to wind us down, but you had the fantastic Raven, Tommy dreamer, blow off Tommy that would dreamer. Be, finally that would be, beats him. And that would be fantastic. And then I love you say it like goddamn count Chocula. That's what he says. And then we had the tremendous post-match angle with Rob Van Dam and Sabu. And of course, most importantly, Jerry Lawler and then Taz. Taz makes the whole challenge out here for Shane Douglas. Taz becomes the new TV champion. And then, oh yeah, it seems like for sure the eliminators have to forfeit the titles. Nope. They retain against the Dudley boys. Pretty great show. If you ask me, it was all, it, these two shows together would make me want to buy a pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, if you fast forward it a little bit, you know, cause you gotta remember at this point, the company's only had one pay-per-view ever in April. But it, under a normal circumstance, this wouldn't have just been a, a, a home video release. This would have been a pay-per-view and it was awesome. Save with Conrad.com makes saving money fast and easy. Just ask Lindsay in Wisconsin. He left us a five-star review and said, super easy refi, probably easier than when we did this four years ago with a local credit union. Find out how easy it is right now yourself at save with Conrad.com NMLS number six, five, zero eight, four equal housing lender. And oh yeah, you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket at savewithconrad.com. Glad that we'll be back next week. We will be doing what we do best here on the show. It's going to be a little bit of WCW action. It's going to be great American bash 2000. We've teased this a little bit. We've watched shows around it. We're finally going to hit it, uh, right around the, uh, or I guess a couple of days ago, rather was the 20 year anniversary, but whatever on top it's Jeff Jarrett and Kevin Sullivan. Nope. Jeff Jarrett and Kevin Nash, Jeff Jarrett and Kevin Sullivan would have been hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Vampiro and sting in a human torch match, Ric Flair and David Flair, uh, Hulk Hogan and Billy Kidman, Scott Steiner, uh, and Rick Steiner and tank Abbott and a handicap match, Shane Douglas and the wall GI bro and Sean Stasiak and a boot camp match, Mike awesome and DDP and an ambulance match, uh, chronic and the Mamelukes. And then of course, Lieutenant Loco and Disco lots of meat on the bone from Baltimore next week. Great American Bash 2000. Don't you dare miss it. And don't forget, you could have gotten all of these shows early and ad free over at WHW Monday Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Or if you're into my whole network of shows, you can get them all over at adfreeshows.com. But Tony, you've had a lot of fun doing your chats every week at, uh, the WHW Monday, Patreon It's become almost like a little family within a family, right? Yes, I have. Uh, we started doing, uh, zooms, zoom chats. And for all of our fans on ad free shows, we're going to do one for you. I'm going to do one for you in July. So looking forward to that. And, uh, Tony, without further ado, it looks like it's about that time. Yeah. I want to tell you something, bro. My name is Taz. Okay, my name is Taz Lasertron 2.0. The next time I see that Conrad Thompson, I'm going to choke him out. 
Remember, survive or win if well, how, survive if you and win it. And if I let you and we're desperately out of time, we'll see and what survive if you can or win if if I. What's my what? What's my tagline? What the fuck? Survive if you, I'm from I, you know I'm from Brooklyn. Survive if you can't. Uh, we'll see you next week on One Up and Win. We're on the Westwood One Radio Network. Mondays we are on. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Shit. I've been telling you for a long time that SaveWithConrad.com can save you money, but don't take my word for it. Hello. Good morning, Josh. This is Dave Silva with Save With Conrad. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. So what made you come to Save With Conrad in the first place? Uh, having listened to the podcast for a while, refinancing our home had been something that you know we had kind of thought about before in the past, but just never kind of pulled the trigger on. And then finally I said, you know what? I, uh, I listened to the man's podcast enough. Uh, what, what hurt could it do to uh, see exactly what Conrad and his team could do for us? And it's one thing I'm glad we did. Oh man, us too. Um, now, I see here that you worked with Derek on your refinance. How was it working with Derek and the team? Uh, Derek and the team were absolutely great. Uh, they answered my questions quickly. You know, we're very forthright with everything, very quick to respond, and uh, just made the entire process painless. Wonderful, wonderful. How much money was Save with Conrad able to save you? We had 22 years left on a 30-year mortgage. Uh, we also had uh, two car loans that we were paying on. So uh, through this process, we knocked uh, we knocked down from the 22 years we had left to a 15-year refi, and uh, we uh, got enough money on top of that to pay off one of the car loans. So not only did we save seven years of paying mortgage payments, but our monthly payments between what we were paying on the mortgage plus the car loan that we paid off, the money stayed the same. So our, our money output at the end of the month stayed the same, but uh, like I said, we saved seven years of mortgage payments. Man, congratulations, dude. That's awesome. So what are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save right now for free. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. Even credit scores in the 500s can be approved. And if we can't save you money, we won't waste your time. But because we're licensed in more than 40 states, we can help more families than ever before. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. Oh, and did I mention you could skip your next two house payments? Hurry to SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo!